السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين استطاع أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على حبيبنا وحبه مولانا محمد عبد الله ورسوله Respected elders and brothers in Islam After thinking a very current and irrelevant topic for this Jumu'ah and considering what is happening around us the onslaught against Deen islam is not something new it's from time immemorial and the onslaughts against the deen of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been continuing from the claimed Tawheed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what we see around us currently and what is trending globally, the push to bring about a difference in our aqidah, to the push to take us towards kufr, darkness and dalala. And we can see the recent events, and this month is considered Minzalik, a pride month, where the agenda, the LGBT, and we can add how many more alphabets we want to add to it as well. And there will be no stopping the number of alphabets that will be added to it also. And we can see that this agenda is being pushed vigorously, even by the major chains. And many, many Muslims, and especially our community, we are major supporters. We can see how they're pushing it also. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that Islam started strangely. Badr al-Islam al-Gharibah. Islam started off very strange. There were very few people who accepted Islam. And no Nabi went through what our Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam endured in his mission of Risalat al-Nubuwat. No Nabi went through what he went through. Even though other Anbiya lived long lives, for example, Nuh alayhi salatu wassalam, he lived for a thousand and fifty years. That was his lifespan. At the end of his life, when he was about to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, somebody asked him regarding his long life, and he mentioned it was so short. It was just like going through the front of a house, the door of the front, coming out of the back door. It was as short as that. That's how short life is. Even a Nabi who lived for even a millennium. Even he felt life was so short. We have short lives between 60 and 70, the average age of this ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this fight between light and darkness, goodness and bad, tawheed and kufr is going to continue till the day of Qiyamah. So it will return to the same strangeness. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Tuvad al-Hurabah. Glad tidings to the strangers. Who are the strangers? The Mufassirun explained the strangers are those people who hold on to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, irrespective of the conditions around them. They hold, they hold firmly onto the pristine deen that Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi If we look at the, uh, the surahs of the Quran Sharif also, we find Surah Al-Kawthar. Inna a'atayna al-Kawthar. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives glad tidings to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Regarding the Kawthar and his, the bounties that Allah will give him on the day of Qiyamah, and those people who are his detractors in Nashani Akahu al Abata, that they don't even know the person who picked Nabi Karim that his tail has been cut off. They try to say that Nabi has no male progeny. So his legacy will be cut off. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Surah Kafirun. And what climate was the Surah revealed? Six ayat in the Makki period. What climate was it revealed in? It was revealed in this climate that despite 
fighting Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Is Muslims being weak in Makkah Mukarramah? Numerically, they were not strong. They were hiding and practicing the Islam. And the most dangerous place could have been the Haram of Makkah Mukarramah for a Muslim. They used to come there, and we know what Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam went through in the Haram of Makkah Mukarramah when the entrails of animals were put onto him while he's in sujood. Sujood to Allah subhanahu wa taala, proclaiming his tawheed. At that time, the entrails of animals, intestines of animals, were put onto the Mubarak neck of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in sujood. His daughter Fatima radiallahu taala anha runs and she tries to clear that mess from her father's body. This was the environment of Makkah Mukarramah that the Muslims were persecuted. They were tortured. We know that already. What torture Bilal radiallahu taala anhu went through on the sands of Makkah, the hot sands of Makkah, when rocks were placed on him. But Ahad, Ahad, he remains steadfast. On the Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So the Quraysh realized also that no matter how much we are growing, it's strengthening day by day. This Deen is strengthening, is gaining popularity. And how do we stop this tide of hidayats of light? How do we stop it? So some seniors of the Quraysh, among them Umayyah bin Khalaf, was one of them, and they come to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they present to him three options. Let's talk. Let's come to some common understanding. Let's come to come to common grounds, pulling for time, trying to use time to their advantage to stop the onslaught of the Deen of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And they make three proposals to Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The first proposal that they made was that for one year we are prepared to accept your message. However, the buts. One year. We will practice on the Deen of Islam for one year. The alternate year, you practice on our Deen, idolatry, make shirk against Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So let's alternate annually. So in this way, we'll have coexistence, interfaith relationships between us. You believe one year you worship and one year we'll worship your Rabb. So it seems like a very good compromise. Then they presented option two to him. Okay, if you don't want that, then we will present to you that. Do not pick on our idols. Do not criticize our idolatry, our shirk. Remain silent as far as what we are doing, and we'll give you whatever you want. Luring Nabi Sallallahu to the world that we will we give you all the wealth that you desire. We'll give you any woman that you desire, and to top it, make you the leader. We'll make you our Amir. We'll give you Imara. So that's option two. Then option three. If you don't like option one and option two. Then the third one is that if you do not want to worship our idols, then at least kiss it just in passing, or just touch it in passing. Show some reverence to our idols and our idolatry. That's option three. Seem to be the the easiest of the three options. Immediately, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. There was no question of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam even accepting what they said. We know previously Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had told the Quraysh of Makkah that if you put the sun in my right hand. And if you put the moon in my left hand, I will never forsake my message of Tawheed. This was our Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and this is the only place where Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says directly to the kafirun, "Kul ya ayyuhal kafirun, O my Nabi, kul see." Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam comes into the Haram of Makkah, and against adversity, he proclaims, "Kul ya ayyuhal kafirun, O kafirun." لا أعبد ما تعبدون 
I do not worship what you worship. And you do not worship what I worship either. I do not worship what you worship. And you do not worship what I worship. Reiterating what was said previously. That I do not worship what you worship and you do not worship what I worship. Now the Mufassirun explained. The singular Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say na'budu. He said a'budu. I do not worship. What does this signify? That oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you go and tell him about yourself that I Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, I do not worship what you worship. In other words, if nobody stood with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he stood alone proclaiming the truth and the haqq, then too it would not have mattered because Allah was with him. Allah is his helper. Allah is his assistant. It would have not mattered if nobody stood with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and how some Anbiya stood all alone on the day of Qiyamah, they will come alone. Nobody took the advice. Nobody took the guidance from them because it is only Allah who gives guidance. man Oh Muhammad Sallam, you do not guide who you wish. We guide whom we wish. This on the death of Abu Talib. Abu Talib was the father's brother, the paternal uncle of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he was a helper of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was a protector of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was a well-wisher of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He did so much for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in his deen. And he understood that this is deen a haqq. But Allah didn't give him hidayah. Because hidayah is not our prerogative or the prerogative of a Nabi. is the prerogative of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alone and alone. So even on his deathbed, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa is appealing to him. Oh, just say la ilaha illallah. Leave the rest to me. If I can paraphrase it. Leave the rest to me. You just bring iman in Allah. Leave the rest to me. I'll sort out the rest for you. Even at that last moment, Abu Talib didn't refuse. But he said he would die on the deen of his forefathers. On shirk. And he died of shirk. This aggrieved Nabi Karim Salaam to such an extent that Nabi Salaam went through a stage of depression in his life because of the loss of his uncle and then the loss of his wife, our mother Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought him as close as any human can come in the mi'raj. That was the reason Nabi Salaam to console Nabi Karim Salaam that I'm not angry with you. But hidayat is my prerogative. I give it to whom I wish. There is nothing that we possess that can equate the value of our iman. Our iman is something that you can take everything away from us. But iman that is embedded in our hearts, our tawheed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that cannot be taken away. That's within us. That's how the very fiber of our body that's embedded in there. So our iman is the most valuable thing. And we see this onslaught against iman. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that a time bags in towards good Hasten. Badiru bil amal. Why? Because there is a dark, there is a fitan. There is corruption. There is fitna. Like a, that's coming. Like a very, that we are seeing today. Like that dark stormy night. Fitnas coming from every direction that we can think. Fitnas raining upon us. And we see the global state of the ummah. It's in tatters. The state of the entire ummah. It's in total loss. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, because it will be a time 
when a man will have iman in the morning, a man will have iman in the morning, and by the evening he'll be a kafir. And in the evening he'll be a mu'min, and in the morning a man will be a kafir. Allah save us. So we understand to, the, to fight this onslaught against our iman, there has to be everywhere Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the same thing. Oh, you bring iman, bring iman and then do good deeds. It follows that to preserve our iman, we have to do good deeds. When we do good deeds, we have to come onto the heart of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The road of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا السُّبُلَ فَتَفَرَّقُوا بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ And do not deviate from this path. <coughs> this path of guidance. This path of hidayat. Do not deviate from it. Once Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we know that he was an unlettered Nabi. We do not say illiterate. We say unlettered. He drew a line in the sand. Nabi Kareem drew a line with a stick. And then he made roads. He made pathways. And he explained to the Sahaba using an illustration that this is the path. This path is a straight path. The deviations remove this path. The path of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu That will be the preservation of our iman. So the value of our iman cannot be uh, underestimated. The value of our iman, it is priceless. And if a man can reach the end of his life, succeed the goalposts, he can reach the finishing line of life with his iman intact. Faqad <coughs> fas. He's made it. He's successful. If a man can reach the end of his life with his iman intact, and with iman there has to be correct aqidah. This is what we have been drumming in so many jumu'ah, correct aqidah, correct beliefs. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, to have, wants us to have correct aqidah, we need to bring this. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam. On the day of, we know Ibrahim was Khalilullah, the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After Janadu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there was no greater pro- proclaimer of Tawheed than Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam. The major test he went The test of the strength of his iman. We know the ultimate test. And who did he oppose? His own father. Azar. His father was the idol maker. إِذْ قَالَ لِأَبِيهِ يَا أَبَتِ لِمَ تَعْبُدُ مَا لَا يَسْمَعُ وَلَا يُغْنِي Oh my dear father. Respect. Izzah for his father who is a mushrik. It's a lesson for us. Respect for the father even though he's a non-Muslim. How he addresses his father. But oh my dear father, why do you worship something? It can't benefit you in any way. It can't hear, it can't see, it can't cause you any harm or good. Why do you worship something like this? And we know his father paved the way for his destruction. And on the day of Qiyamah, Nabi Kareem Wasallam has reported that he'll come face to face with his father. On the day of Qiyamah, Sayyidina Ibrahim, Khalilullah, Allahu Ibrahim Khalila. This whole month, these months of Hajj, we are only, we are commemorating the spirit of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Our whole Qurbani, the whole Hajj is in memory of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. The father of Tawheed. And he will tell his father, did I not tell you? Did I not show you the way? He'll be appealing to his father. His father said, okay, now I obey you. Now I bring iman in you. So then he'll make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wala tukhzini. Oh Allah, do not disgrace me. My father going to Jahannam. Ya Allah, do not disgrace me. Even there, 
the natural love and sentiments for his father. For Allah, do not disgrace him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, Ibrahim, we have made Jannah haram, haram on the kuffar. We have made it haram. Jannah is only for the mu'minun. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ وَالْمُشْرِكِينَ فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا Those people who are kuffar, they will be in the fire of Jahannam. Mushrikeen, forever. There will be no coming out from there. That will be the final abode. So he says, do not disgrace me. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will transform the father of Ibrahim, Azar, into an, a creature, into an ugly creature. And that ugly creature will be found at the feet of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And then that creature will be picked up. In the words of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it will be flung into Jahannam. So Ibrahim alayhi salam's father will not go in the physical shape not to hurt Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, who is his friend. But his father will be transformed and thrown into the fire. So let us, we just have a minute left. Let us value our iman. Lakum deenukum waliyadi. Nabi Karim told him straight, to you is your deen, to me is my deen. You practice your deen. La ikraha fi deen. We cannot compel anyone to become a Muslim. And neither do we respect other religions. We respect the right to practice another person's religion. In a Masmakya religion, there is no place for interfaith in our deen. What is interfaith ultimately? It means standing with everybody and agreeing to their kufr and shirk, listening to their kufr and shirk. We are on tawheed. We do not, neither are we even allowed to attend the janazah of a Muslim. وَلَا تُصَلِّ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ مَا تَأَبَدًا وَلَا تَقُمْ عَلَىٰ قَبْرٍ Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a request from Abdullah bin Ubay bin Sulul, the Ra'isul Munafiqun, the leader of the leader of the Munafiqun. His son was a sincere Muslim. He says, Ya Rasulullah, my father has passed away. Can you give your shawl for the kafan of my father? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave his own garment for the kafan of the leaders of the, of the leader of the munafiqun, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Sulaim. Then his son made a request, can you perform the janazah of my father? Some riwayat, it said that Nabi Sassam was about to perform, and some say he did not perform. Allah knows best. Then ayat of Quran came, وَلَا تُسَلِّ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ مَا تَأَبَدًا وَلَا تَقُمْ عَلَىٰ قَبْرٍ Do not make salah upon them, the kuffar. And neither stand at their graveside also, seeking their forgiveness. In another ayat in the same surah, Allah says, Istaghfir lahum, awla tastaghfir lahum. Ya Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you seek their forgiveness, or you do not seek their forgiveness, and if you seek their forgiveness 70 times a day, we will still not forgive them, because they are kuffar. So respected elders and brothers, let us value our iman. There's no price tag on this commodity Allah has given us. Most of us got it without seeking it. We got it by chance. We were born into Muslims' home, homes. It's Allah's grace and favor upon us. Time is up. And inshallah, this, this is a topic that has to be expounded upon.